Welcome to Rental Equip Talk Radio with your host, Donald Charbonnet. This is the radio program designed for industry insiders, as well as anyone interested in getting into the rental equipment industry. Now, here is Donald Charbonnet. Hello, and welcome to Rental Equip Talk Radio. I'm your host, Donald Charbonnet, broadcasting live from New Orleans. As always, a big thank you to our listeners, tell your friends and associates. And remember, you can always, as most of you do, listen on demand after the show. And let me know if there's a certain guest or subject you'd like to have in this show, and I'll do my best to get them. We have some good ones coming up in the weeks to come. As always, my email address is rentalequiptalkradio at gmail.com. And today, you can call in at one 472 First, my apologies for changing the show topic at the last minute last week, but duty calls, and I mean jury duty. And we all have to do our part in our communities if we believe in the criminal justice system. So that took me out of commission for a couple of days. So today, yes, you can call in about anything, but I want to talk about a unique term I picked up on the website of the Material Handling Equipment Distribution Association. That term is customer stratification, as has been advertised. Again, that's customer stratification. It's not one I've really been familiar with, so I've been doing some research. And I think it's very fitting for the equipment rental industry and for lots of reasons. Also, if you have experience in using this in your business, I'd love to hear from you about how it affected your business and your sales personnel and how it changed your daily focus. And so here goes. Let's take a couple of take it in a couple of parts. First, there are several definitions of stratification. Many, if you Google it, deal with rock formations. But in today's case, the definition is more twofold. One is the dividing of a society into levels based on power or socioeconomic status, or in our case, customers. But today's focus is more that stratification is also defined as the act of sorting data, people, and objects into distinct groups or layers. It's a technique used in combination with other data and analysis tools. So follow along with me. There's really going to be a method in this madness that I'm going to go through today. So some of the data sources that you're going to look at are equipment, departments, personnel, and a number more. What stratification does is to measure, one, how much business a customer does with you, sales, revenue, whatever you want to call it. Number two, more importantly, is how profitable they are in gross margins. Three, how loyal are they? And four, how costly they are to serve. In other words, to protect net margins. Now, each of these dimensions has a bearing on the sales force's questions. And without the right analysis, the sales force can make decisions about who to spend time with and give services based on their perspective of the customer relationship. So the learning objective with customer stratification is 
how can you improve your customer relationships, analyze your customer relationships, and end result is to actually improve your customer relationship. These items, more so today, are very critical as companies are struggling and keep to find and keep customers to serve customers properly, and three, most importantly, maintain profitability with the customer. I want to jump to the subject of cost to serve and discuss this important part of the equation. It's probably the most important thing we'll talk about today. Every day, you deal with ramifications of diverse customers, their expectations, their location, and the logistics needed to meet their requirements. Obviously, customer satisfaction is a hugely important criteria by which rental company success is judged, and so is, guess what, profitability. The challenge is to measure profitability to the right level of detail in order to see what works for you and what can be improved. Too little detail won't give you the information you need to take action. Too much leads to resources being monopolized on gathering tons of data and the subsequent risk of what is also called paralysis by analysis. So how much does it cost to serve your customer? By calculating what, is tr what it truly costs to deliver your goods or services to a customer, and by comparing that cost with what you invoice to the customer, you can see what is finally left for your business in terms of overall profit, or in some cases, loss. And it comes as a shock to some businesses to see that some major customers are not making them as much money as they thought, but maybe losing it or even breaking even. The reason for this is simple. It costs you a certain amount to provide equipment and service. In our industry, the cost to serve with a variety of inventory and customers fluctuates. But based on basic criteria, you set a rental rate for that item. Your rental rate minus your servicing cost is your overall profit or margin before allowing for further expenses. So what about those further expenses? Some things to consider would be discounts given, sales organizational costs, marketing costs, collection costs and timeliness of payment terms. We all know we have those that drag us out. Even the loading and unloading of equipment, servicing, customer-specific services, and probably the larger being the direct sales cost, including salaries, commissions, communications and transportation of sales personnel. And for sure, entertainment is a big one. 
And I'm sure that there are more. But these are all costs that really apply to serving a customer, but it's like they're hidden costs along the way. And there is value in knowing your cost to serve. The real value of knowing your cost to serve a given customer is to identify opportunities to increase or recover profit rather than cut losses. In other words, it often makes sense to see how you can transform unprofitable customers into profitable ones rather than cut them off. This is also consistent with the stat that it's up to 10 times less expensive to sell to an existing customer than to go out and find a new one. We know that customers have their own expectations about the service they receive from their suppliers. And that's what our guys are out there fighting for every day to see who can win the battle of getting the business. They may be happy with a lower level of service, meaning that you're losing profit by unnecessarily over-servicing them. Conversely, they may expect higher levels of service, but understand that this must also be paid for over and above the standard pricing. So the point of all this is that you may want to create some data to really see what it's costing you to serve your customer base. You may want to take it by its highest revenue generator as those larger customers should jump out at you. Remember, the cost to serve, the hidden costs. And you know, you can use your own criteria to get started. There's a number of things that come into account, everything from depreciation, uh, you recover some of it with delivery costs, although there are those that would give away delivery to get a piece of equipment on the job. But that's not always what I con- condone, quite frankly. And so coming up with your criteria to see what it really costs to serve a customer is what the challenge will be for the largest and smallest companies that are out there today dealing in this industry. And I think once you decide what that criteria is, and you may decide to use a percentage over and above the rental rate to see what it is, but you got to at some point sit down, take a customer or two, try to make an analysis of what they're doing. Because when you think sometimes that they're the best guy bringing you all the business, They may not be the one bringing you all the profit, which is what we're all in this game for, profits. And so again, no matter how large or small you are, I think it's going to be very important for you to take and, as we say, layer these customers or rate them. Uh, You can start with an A, B, C, D scale if you want, and I'm going to get into that in just a minute to see what in fact uh, or where in fact your salespeople should be spending their most time to turn some of these customers around from the level that they are. They may be a C customer and you want to bring them to a B and then eventually an A, but those are all issues that you'll have to decide yourself. 
Uh, my purpose is just to open your eyes a little bit and say maybe there's another way to look at these customers and see how well we're, we're doing with them and are they loyal to us? Is it all just rates in the market? Uh, are we overcharging, undercharging? But at the end of the day, if you're not making money on them, it makes no sense at all to do business with them. And there's also those that uh, drag you on for payment. You know, it's not the 30 day customers are the ones you love. The 120 days that you're chasing all the time just evaporates the profit margin that you've made on that customer without question. So again, it's up to you to come up with a criteria to say, how am I gonna rate these customers in certain categories to see which ones I love, which ones I like, which ones are okay, and which ones I really just kind of put up with along the way because I want all the business that I can get no matter what. So before I get into the next section of stratification, let's take a quick break here and go back to Voice America. And when we come back, we'll continue the discussion on customer stratification. Back to you, Voice America. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. The Genie Z60 slash 37FE Boom Lift is at the forefront of true hybrid technology. It is actually two machines in one that can be used for both indoor and outdoor applications. The Genie difference is a lower cost of operation and cleaner performance. The Genie 60 slash 37 FE boom lift is more fuel efficient, driven by high efficiency AC motors, which means lower emissions too. Check out the Genie FE difference today. Visit genielift.com. Genie genuine parts undergo testing on long-term durability and reliability, which means higher equipment resale values and warranties for you. You don't want to waste time and money on generic parts or even counterfeit parts, especially in the long run. Genie Genuine Parts are factory fitted and field tested to the highest of standards, which means more machine uptime. We also have free ground freight on orders of $750 or more from our two parts warehouses. Go to genielift.com to find out more. Have you tried the new generation of Genie XC Booms? The XC stands for extra capacity, and with new technology in the design, the Genie XC Booms carry a higher load with dual capacity capability, compliant to global industry standards. Save time while you increase productivity. The new Genie XC Booms are common in design, parts, and accessories for easier servicing. For more information about the Genie family of XC Boom Lifts, visit genielift.com. That's genielift.com. Genie Aerial Pros is one of the most comprehensive industry websites focused on safety and standards, service, and new products and applications. The Genie Aerial Pros site features experts in aerial and rental markets with five decades of experience and shared knowledge. You'll also get information on upcoming industry and company events, videos, training, and more. The Genie Aerial Pros website is available on a wide variety of platforms, including Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, or through our own website at genielift.com. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio, Voice America Business Network.
This is Rental Equip Talk Radio with Donald Charbonnet. If you have a question or comment about the program, please send an email to rentalequiptalkradio at gmail.com. That's rentalequiptalkradio at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's program. And we are back, and today's topic is customer stratification. And part of that uh, equation is the cost to serve a customer. And by that, I mean the hidden cost to serve a customer. So what we're trying to do here is to actually have a value proposition development process and what you're going to offer customers in the future by learning more about what they're costing you today. You have to take that knowledge that's been developed in your research and lay out a strategic plan and put it in motion. One of the things customer stratification could bring out to you is pricing optimization. What rate do you have to get to make sure this customer is profitable and not always just what the market will bear, but to have a real sit down discussion with your customer to let them know why the rate is what the rate is. And sometimes to do this, you need to take an unbiased look at a customer. And there's a lot of bias surrounding customers because it gets into human emotions, feelings, relationships, all the things that the sales force has to handle on a regular basis. They're not out there just guessing who's they're going to take the lunch every day. There's a lot more planning that has to go into it to be a salesman in this industry. The best way to get an unbiased look is in the data available to you. And some of that criteria from the data available is probably already available to you in the systems that are out there today. Just a matter of stopping and taking a look and doing some analysis. So one, sales. How much are you actually renting to this customer? High volume obviously means opportunity for margins. Gross margins. High margins equal a strong customer. Are they a customer, the customer life or loyalty of the customer to the organization? And also the number of products they rent and how often and are these trends going up are they going down? And that final criteria that I've talked about a few minutes ago and throughout the show so far is that cost to serve. And the cost to serve, of course, runs against the gross margin. And between the two, you get your net margin. So a customer can cost a great deal to serve. And it's a challenging area and topic in this industry. Traditional sales management models built around either geography or customer type, I don't believe are good enough anymore. Customer stratification can can query each customer's buying power, cost to serve, loyalty, and margins that you can sort your customers into four groups. And here are the four groups. There's core, there's opportunistic, there's marginal, 
And there's service drain. So how do you define these different four classifications customers? And again, if you do this exercise, you can call them A, B, C, D. Number one, if a customer pays high gross margins, that is in rates, doesn't cost a great deal to serve, and if a customer is loyal and does a lot of volume, these are your core customers. Core customers you may find are between 5 and 20% of your customers, and they generally provide between 80 and 90% of the net margins. So that can raise two questions. Number one, why are we bothering with anybody else? If this small group of customers is giving us the, the best profit margins, why do we need to deal with every Tom, Dick, and Harry? Or number two, how could you possibly survive without these core customers? So they're the ones that you really have to take care of along the way. The next set of customers are opportunistic customers. And here's the typical criteria for them. These customers tend to pay well. They don't run up cost to serve. But they're not loyal to you and they don't do much volume, and they're aware of that. And since they're aware of that, they don't get too demanding on pricing or cost to serve. Oftentimes, these opportunistic customers are your competitors' best customers, the core customers of your competitors, and they're people you'd like to establish a relationship with. The next category is marginal customers. This is low profitability customers, no relationship or very little relationship. There's a high cost to serve them and they're low volume customers and that they rent occasionally. And lastly, and I think you all know who these are. These are the service drain customers. Low profitability, sustained relationship, there's a high, high cost to serve them, and there's a high volume associated with it also. So do you make it up in volume on a service train customer? Mm, not so sure. Now I would bet that if you sat down with your customer list and your staff before attempting to generate the data from your system, regarding customer stratification, that you'd be pretty close to being able to category, categorize most of your customer base. And I think that would be a very interesting exercise. Just sit down at the table and when the inside guys and the service guys and the sales guys talk about uh, ABC contractor, I think they'd be able to rate them and some of them may be different ratings by each department, which is important because they start at the sales, they go to inside, ends up with service and delivery. And I think each one might have a different opinion about how to rate these customers along the way. Now to jump around a bit, some other things to ponder. 
getting FaceTime with customers can be challenging. And hold on to this, but <laughs> this is through my research, okay? This isn't me. It's been estimated that the average salesperson spends less than 30% of their time in person with their accounts. The other 70% is spent on administration, traveling from job to job, training, quoting, etc. Simply put, it's important that your workforce investment pay off. You need to find a way to get more face time with your customers from your sales force. And seriously, this is from research. I'm not trying to throw sales personnel under the bus, but some companies need to review what they're asking them to do with the time available. We've all got to remember that we're burning daylight. And so try, try calculating the time that it takes to get in front of eight to 10 people a day. And, and what are the typical challenges given by management? Is it so many calls a day? And after the call, do they have to do their recording administratively for uh, customer management systems so that they know day to day who's been called on, what's been discussed and the like? All these things are very, very important to the company. Don't get me wrong. But at the end of the day, uh, as, I've, as I've said before, it's belly to belly time that gets the business and getting the relationship with the customer. And those things are the most important of everything that we do and getting to know the customer well enough to have that candid conversation about what your rate is and why your rate is and to remind them about the service that you provide, the quality of equipment that you provide, even to the point of having service records to say, yes, something broke, but we were out here in 30 minutes and got you back up within the hour, or the fact that you got another piece of equipment out there. These are the things that salespeople need to be proactive about in their discussions with their customers to keep them. Because remember, there's five guys in back of you trying to get that same business from the customer. And if you don't take the time to have that honest conversation and to let them know how well you're doing and supporting their efforts as much as you appreciate their business, then that's what's going to keep the business and keep your relationship strong. Because there's nobody who's going to stay with you forever. Some, some contractors, as we've said before, are just looking for an opportunity to jump ship to somebody else. Uh, if you leave your equipment down too much longer. So we're going to take another break. And when we come back, we're going to continue with customer stratification and uh, how that how that analysis with customers will really give an upside to your business. So with that, uh, let's take a break and go back to Voice America. Thank you. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. The Genie Z60-37 FE Boom Lift is at the forefront of true hybrid technology. It is actually two machines in one that can be used for both indoor and outdoor applications. 
The Genie difference is a lower cost of operation and cleaner performance. The Genie 60-37FE boom lift is more fuel efficient, driven by high-efficiency AC motors, which means lower emissions too. Check out the Genie FE difference today. Visit genielift.com. Genie Aerial Pros is one of the most comprehensive industry websites focused on safety and standards, service, and new products and applications. The Genie Aerial Pros site features experts in aerial and rental markets with five decades of experience and shared knowledge. You'll also get information on upcoming industry and company events, videos, training, and more. The Genie Aerial Pros website is available on a wide variety of platforms, including Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, or through our own website at genielift.com. Genie Genuine Parts undergo testing on long-term durability and reliability, which means higher equipment resale values and warranties for you. You don't want to waste time and money on generic parts or even counterfeit parts, especially in the long run. Genie Genuine Parts are factory fitted and field tested to the highest of standards, which means more machine uptime. We also have free ground freight on orders of $750 or more from our two parts warehouses. Go to genielift.com to find out more. Have you tried the new generation of Genie XC booms? The XC stands for extra capacity, and with new technology in the design, the Genie XC booms carry a higher load with dual capacity capability, compliant to global industry standards. Save time while you increase productivity. The new Genie XC booms are common in design, parts, and accessories for easier servicing. For more information about the Genie family of XC boom lifts, visit genielift.com. That's genielift.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. This is Rental Equipped Talk Radio with Donald Charbonnet. If you have a question or comment about the program, please send an email to rentalequipedtalkradio at gmail.com. That's rentalequipedtalkradio at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's program. And welcome back. And uh, today we are talking about customer stratification. And a moment ago, I talked about trying to uh, layer your customers or have your group sit down and talk about uh, rating them as ABCD customers. But, you know, I, I think sometimes this is actually done, that at least that segment of it, uh, typically during the holiday season where you sit down with your list and you see who's brought in the most revenue and you say, we're going to give this customer gift A, this customer gift B based on certain volume of business that they may have uh, created for your company. So that's just something to think about uh, that some of the data may already be there. So my main point is that customer stratification identifies those customers who have the most upside sales potential. Your salespeople are empowered to make better use of their time. Your sales team can quickly hone in on the opportunities that best align with your sales and profit strategy of the company. The information provided by customer stratification has been proven to move sales productivity up. It's a long established business standard that the most direct path to increasing revenues is to discover more opportunity within your existing customer base. And customer stratification has been proven to help companies identify 
latent customer opportunities that just are waiting to be discovered by your sales team. Customer stratification reviews your customer base using a set of objective, fact-based metrics. The analysis allows you to focus sales efforts on those customers who promise the greatest upside potential. But you know, you, you can create the metrics. It's what you want it to be to get started. In fact, companies have found that an intentional, targeted sales effort made possible by customer stratification analysis often leads to a significant increase in sales revenue. Customer stratification can greatly enhance your understanding of your customers and lead to which customers maximize your value proposition. This has been an unexplored area for many, many businesses. So ideally, you look at four key dimensions. Buying power, customer loyalty, profitability, and of course, cost to serve. Rather than focus on Salesforce communications, doing this research focuses on customer relationships and the value customers provide to their suppliers. That value is achieved through increased revenue, decreased expenses, optimal allocation of assets. So what do you end up with? Profitable growth you can sustain. Customer stratification has been proven to drive EBITDA improvement but it also allows you to more accurately deploy your sales force. Also improve negotiations. And you might want to do this quarterly to get updates to stay on top of rapidly changing competitive environments, especially in our industry. And also better identify new growth opportunities. You can also optimize your pricing to drive profitability. Drive profitability growth and improved EBITDA without a sizable initial capital investment. And it's interesting to talk about uh, growth opportunities as we've seen so many of the larger companies diversify into different uh, specialty or niche markets, uh, be it floor care, be it uh, office rentals or, or container storages, things of the like. So take advantage of best practices, case studies, and personalized training and implementation. In, in the words of Scott Benfield, who's a gentleman with Benfield Consulting, he feels like customer stratification is profitability on steroids. Some case studies demonstrate that customer stratification can boost bottom line profits several points. And that's because customer stratification suggests customer-focused sales strategies that can turn low-margin customers into high-margin core customers. And at the end of the day, wouldn't you just love to have nothing but core customers to deal with? An example might be, say, that customers A and B both rent the same product. 
However, customer A also rents a complimentary high-profit item, whereas customer B does not. So it's reasonable to think that marketing the high-profit item to customer B might succeed the customer's profit profile. And by multiplying this kind of individual opportunity dozens of times over, your business is well on its way to boosting bottom line profits. The theory of customer stratification focuses on customer relationships. And so, research suggests that the depth of the relationship is critical to the business's growth and ultimate survival. Not all customers are the same. We all know that. Companies must intensify their relationships with unprofitable customers and lessen their exposure to unprofitable customers. The key here is to identify and then be able to take action or set up a strategy to move them up the ladder, so to speak. And we all do this with personnel, that you've got maybe a C or D player and you always want to try to move them up to find a, a B or A player to replace them. Well, it's the same concept with uh, with customers. So while dedicating the company's sales resources to enhancing relationships with the best customers, the remaining customers in the, quote, marginal or service drain categories can be reassigned and managed differently. You might even have a separate sales team to go out and see what they can do differently. Let's face it, sometimes it's personality that keeps uh, a customer from doing business with us. So if somebody keeps banging on the door and banging on the door, not getting anywhere, part of the strategy may be to have somebody different go call on them and see if it's just a personality conflict that's keeping you from getting the business. Customer stratification can also Identify a company's slower-moving C and D-ranked inventory items. Companies gain a clearer picture of who is renting those items. Are you stocking these items to support the needs of the best core customers? Or stocking inventory for service-trained customers who chisel away at price margins, frequently pay late, and often return damaged equipment and really don't care about the condition of it and don't take care of the equipment that you've invested so heavily with. The answer to the question is important and only obtainable through your research. And again, sitting down with your group to talk about not only the customers, but the inventory that these customers are renting. And are you keeping a low profit rental asset in your fleet just to appease a customer along the way. And maybe, you know, companies can, what I would call disinvest in those inventory items that don't serve their profit objectives. What does this do? Freeze up cash to invest in assets that are more meaningfully contributing to the success of the customer. So customer stratification can Increase revenue, boost profits, enhance customer relationships, 
improve cash flow, and maximize Salesforce productivity. And this, I think, is probably the most important takeaway from this whole exercise is just to say, where's my Salesforce time best spent? Do we have assets that we don't really need because they're high maintenance items and we're renting them to customers that abuse them, don't do a lot of business with us, but you know, you know, rental people, we, we don't like to turn away anything that can bring us uh, revenue along the way. So it's, uh, and, and I've heard some of this analysis done. Uh, remember uh, in a meeting years ago, uh, one company said, we gotta have doses, we gotta have doses, we gotta have doses. And uh, a consultant came in, did some analysis with them, and come to find out that it was really just a loss leader for them. And in this industry, and as competitive as it is, I don't know that anybody needs any loss leaders to get a customer in their house, and then it ends up kicking them in the butt after the fact by saying, God, I wish we hadn't bought that thing. It rarely rents, it's tough to maintain, and, uh, and I think if you look hard at those items in your fleet, you'll find them. And so maybe there's some of those items that you want to let your competitors deal with and, uh, and you not satisfy the needs of that particular customer. But again, if it's a core customer, it's very hard to break away from that trend because you don't want to lose a high profit item by not having a low profit item. So as contradictory as some of that may sound, uh, it's just food for thought to say, we really got to look at the fleet, look at the customers, and see what really makes sense uh, for the betterment of the company. And that's where it all takes place. And at that point, before we go back to the last segment, we're going to take another quick break here. And when we come back, we will conclude with uh, my thoughts on uh, customer stratification. We'll be back. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Genie Aerial Pros is one of the most comprehensive industry websites focused on safety and standards, service, and new products and applications. The Genie Aerial Pros site features experts in aerial and rental markets with five decades of experience and shared knowledge. You'll also get information on upcoming industry and company events, videos, training, and more. The Genie Aerial Pros website is available on a wide variety of platforms, including Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, or through our own website at genielift.com. Genie Genuine Parts undergo testing on long-term durability and reliability, which means higher equipment resale values and warranties for you. You don't want to waste time and money on generic parts or even counterfeit parts, especially in the long run. Genie Genuine Parts are factory fitted and field tested to the highest of standards, which means more machine uptime. We also have free ground freight on orders of $750 or more from our two parts warehouses. Go to genielift.com to find out more. 
Have you tried the new generation of Genie XC Booms? The XC stands for extra capacity, and with new technology in the design, the Genie XC Booms carry a higher load with dual capacity capability, compliant to global industry standards. Save time while you increase productivity. The new Genie XC Booms are common in design, parts, and accessories for easier servicing. For more information about the Genie family of XC Boom lifts, visit genielift.com. That's genielift.com. The Genie Z60-37FE Boom Lift is at the forefront of true hybrid technology. It is actually two machines in one that can be used for both indoor and outdoor applications. The Genie difference is a lower cost of operation and cleaner performance. The Genie 60-37FE Boom Lift is more fuel efficient, driven by high efficiency AC motors, which means lower emissions too. Check out the Genie FE difference today. Visit genielift.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. This is Rental Equipped Talk Radio with Donald Charbonnet. If you have a question or comment about the program, please send an email to rentalequiptalkradio at gmail.com. That's rentalequiptalkradio at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's program. And today we've been talking about the term customer stratification. And so at the end of the day, it's a process of what I would call layering your customers, almost like a, a rock formation, uh, another term used in, in stratification. And the four groups that we've identified are core, opportunistic, marginal, and service strain. But let's also not forget the most important factor in all of this. The hidden factor is cost to serve. One, identify the characteristics of your customers and your products. That data is probably available to you in some way, shape, or form in your system already. Number two, identify the cost drivers within what could be called the supply chain, processes and functions that impact cost to serve, everything from purchasing, storage, transportation, customer service, sales and account management, as well as even head office overhead. All these things come into play when you're looking at a true cost to serve. Got to determine the cost allocation rules for each unique customer, or in our case, it might be easier to do a product grouping. And mainly, mainly, you got to conduct a trial data set through the model to test your assumptions and results. And many companies may end up with different criteria. You may take a customer's revenue and then plug a certain percentage on top of it to come up with a true cost to serve that particular customer. I know that uh, this is a lot and you don't have to take it to the nth degree, but it's food for thought and a different approach to knowing your customers 
and which ones really contribute to your success. You know, look, I know in our industry, you hate to say no to any rental opportunity. This concept is developed to make you smarter about those customers who contribute more to your success than others. You gotta rank them, then you gotta cater to them. I'm not saying day to day you have to do a whole lot more than what you're doing now in the belly to belly concept of just getting out there and seeing those customers, but just knowing which ones are more important to you, I think that you'll find not only interesting to you, but will bring greater profits to the company. So I don't know if anybody's ever tried this before, or if you tried, I'd love to hear back to see if it worked. Did you, did it help or hinder your process? Uh, I'm sure from the, from the sales perspective, uh, you guys and gals may have already done some of this kind of work before to know where your time is best spent along the way. I know that, uh, Many times it starts with the sales process. I think you guys have one of the hardest jobs in the industry in, in battling over those, uh, those job sites that are out there. So I certainly don't want to take anything away from the job that you have to do. What we have to do is to say what's best for the company and where can we best spend our time with those customers bringing us to greater margins and also to dig deeper and see what other opportunities are out there. I've seen it so many times that you go to a job site uh, with product A and you find that they've, uh, they've just had product B delivered from a competitor. And you say, why didn't you get that from me? You say, well, guess what? I didn't know you had those. So there's also a term about selling the whole inventory that you have available to you and to really take the time with the customer to go through and let them know everything that you can service them with. And so there's no misunderstandings about uh, things that you don't have, things that you do well, uh, don't have to bring in other competitors. You don't have to lambast them or talk about other contractors who maybe got a job that they wish that they had gotten. It's about the one-on-one time you have with that customer on that job with that product that is the most important thing for you to wrap your arms around in getting the sales sales done. And I've I know I've seen I've seen companies change uh, territories, change product offerings. Uh, some specialists that can uh, be more knowledgeable about certain products, so they're called upon to maybe even joint joint effort uh, on a job site to make sure that the customer is well aware of the uh, vast offering of products that your rental company has to hopefully make them successful and to build a real strong relationship with them uh, if, if they can. Uh, a lot of times, as I said earlier in the show, it might just be personality. Joe may go out there and call on the guy and can't get anything out of him. And I think at some point Joe's got to say, you know, I'm tired of beating my head against the wall with this guy. And so maybe Tom is the next guy that goes out there to see if he can get it. Now, the end result may be maybe <laughs> Joe and Tom saying, this guy's an idiot. We don't want to rent to him. He's pretty locked into brand X. And so I think we're wasting our time. 
And so that time is better spent calling on somebody else, uh, even if it's a high profile job along the way, which we all like to see our equipment out there on those high profile jobs. But, you know, at what expense did it take to get it on that job? Was it a uh, volume of equipment they were going to rent? Did you lower the rate a little bit? Uh, there's a number of things that could be said to make that happen. So, as we get ready to close in these last couple of minutes, remember, you can always listen on demand. Uh, I always hope that some of the issues discussed today either helped or provoked more questions for the success of your business, especially today to discuss your fleet and your sales force. And if you'd like to be a guest, suggest a guest, a topic, advertise, or have a question, or need a guest speaker, I can be reached at rental equip talk radio at gmail.com. And I think my quote for the day, as, as always, uh, typically I'm a Jack Welsh fan, is management is all about managing for the short term while developing the plans for the long term. And who knows, maybe customer stratification could be one of these. So next week, uh, interesting guest. My guest is going to be a gentleman by the name of Stephen Brooks. He is the National Safety Director for SmartLift US. And he's going to take us into the world of glazing, the opportunity, the right equipment, and safety. And you know, I don't know of any market wherein glazing isn't taking place with new construction. So I want to thank you for joining me today. Uh, this is Donald Charbonnet. Call me the diehard of the rental industry. Uh, good renting and be safe out there. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you for tuning into Rental Equip Talk Radio. Be sure to join your host, Donald Charbonnet, next Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition on the Voice America Business Channel. Until we speak again, have a great week.